If your brand could use more effective and efficient ways to ignite growth, you've come to the right place. This is where smart marketers learn to leverage their own community to ignite growth in sales awareness and beyond. Welcome to the Rise, the Community Commerce Marketing Show. I'm your host, Jason Falls. We are exploring the new and exciting category of marketing strategy, automation, and software called community commerce marketing. At the core of that, of course, is the focus on community. No one knows that topic better than Mark Schaefer, his new book, Belonging to the Brand. I have a fine, handy-dandy yellow copy of it right here in my greedy little hands. Uh, Belonging to the Brand is a treatise on why and how community is the last great marketing strategy. So if you're looking for the why behind community or even community commerce marketing, you're going to hear a lot of that today from Mark Schaefer. Get ready to take some notes. Uh, Before we do uh, bring Mark to the show, however, please take a moment if you haven't already to follow and subscribe to The Rise. It's a new streaming video show and podcast from Scipio.ai, the leading community commerce marketing platform. Follow Scipio.ai on LinkedIn or YouTube for the live show. We also post the audio afterwards as a podcast, so subscribe to it wherever you get your podcasts. Um, As you have come accustomed, if you are a regular viewer or listener to the show, our goal here is to make very efficient use of your time, especially if you're watching live during the workday. So we like to dive right in. Mark Schaefer is the multiple times bestselling author of books like The Marketing Rebellion, The Content Code, Known, Return on Influence, and more. His latest book, Belonging to the Brand, is out now on the Amazons and the Audibles and all those other places Always good to catch up with a fellow Mountaineer and Pittsburgh fan, Mr. Schaefer. How are you today? Oh, it's so good to see you. And um, you, you and I have been friends for so long. You were one of my first social media friends. So it's always a delight to, to see you and, and talk to you live. Well, same same here, Mark. I love it when you come out with a new book and you churn these things out every nine months or so. It's always great to have you back to <laughs> not exactly talk, <laughs> talk about your your latest uh, you know tome on the market, which are always full of great insights. I want to dive right into this one. Belonging to the brand makes a great point that community really is the last great marketing strategy. But you also explain in the book that the societal trends of the day, the incredible speed of technology advancements, even the shifting demographics of our world really dictate that community means something different to brands now than maybe even just five years ago. Tell us what uh, a brand's new reimagined community strategy might be and why. Yeah, well, basically, this book is the business case for your platform. <laughs> <laughs> that's why That's why you're here. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jason ain't no dummy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, look, you know, I think why people have sort of what I'm known for, I would guess, is, is that I tend to be able to see how trends come together. I'm usually about two years ahead of my time. And I see right now these three trends coming together. One, I explored in a lot of detail a marketing rebellion where I said, Our traditional ways of marketing just don't work anymore. We're in a streaming society. We need to look for new ways to connect to our customers in a meaningful way. Number two, there's a lot of changes in technology right now. Millions of dollars are going into Web3, NFTs, Metaverse, all these, you know, 
confusing terms. Nobody really knows what they are. But if you cut through the jargon, it's all about finding new ways to belong, right? New platforms, new ways to belong, right? It's making it easy to get people together. Number three, I think the biggest mega trend impacting business for at least the next 10 years is going to be mental health. It's already showing up. It's showing up in ads. It's showing up in strategies. We've got this thing about quiet quitting, the great resignation. I mean, it's it's massive, right? And the thing about this idea of community, it these three megatrends suggest community is the next big thing. And I'm not a bragging person, but I'll do a little tiny little mic drop moment for you. When I wrote the last words of the book, ready to publish this thing. That day, Jason, McKinsey came out with a major research report that said, community is the next big thing in marketing. Boom. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm really sure that I'm, that I'm right, that this is the right idea for the right time. Why is this different? Because community isn't new. It's different because businesses almost never look at community through the lens of brand strategy. Community is almost always looked at as transactional, customer self-service. Oh, you have problems with your software? Go over there. They're missing the big picture. What about co-creation, collaboration, customer advocacy, collecting information, building trust, uh, you know, building this bond, creating this emotional layer of switching costs? You know, we don't want to lose the, leave this community because we belong to this brand. Mm -hmm. And it, so that's what's new about this book. It's, it, it looks at community through the lens of brand marketing for the first time. Very nice. So on that note, brand marketers still think in terms of quarters and campaigns and product launches. None of those have as much relevance within a community. How does a brand shift its thinking from the time-bound episodic pulse of product marketing to a more community-centric focus, or do they have to? Can these two approaches coexist in consumer engagement? Not really. <laughs> you know, because... It's as you say, Jason, most marketing is ephemeral. You know, we have an ad and then we don't. And we have money and we have a campaign and the money runs out. And then we, you know, we try something else. But with a community, there's an implied social contract. Now, that's not to say that you can't experiment, you know, and try, see how it goes. But once you get a community going, there's an expectation you're going to keep it going. So, there are, there are a lot of aspects to community that challenge the traditional marketing mindset about, you know, this is not about meeting your quarterly sales goals. Mm -hmm. if, you know, nobody wants to gather every week or every day for that reason. You know, it's about some shared purpose and intersection of what you want to accomplish in this world and what your customers want to accomplish in this world. And that's you know, you can have a bigger impact if you bring your customers along with you and they can have a bigger impact if they have you there too. So it's, it, it, there really is a different mindset in terms of leading the community, nurturing, sustaining the community, funding the community that, that's off the rails from a lot of traditional views of marketing. So I'm a CMO and I'm hearing this and thinking, okay, that's a, a, a good argument for community. 
but I still have shareholders and stakeholders to report to. I still have to hit quarterly numbers. I yeah. still have to sell things. What are the practical steps of intertwining those two things or should they be built out separately? And how does a marketing manager, a CMO or a CEO manage that? Well, the big difference is, uh, is really viewing this through brand marketing. And, and one of the case studies I have in the book is Gatorade versus Powerade. So, you know, you're a big sports fan like I am. And, you know, when the Mountaineers win a big game, the players take that big vat of Gatorade. They sneak up on the coach and they pour it over his head. And everyone's waiting for it. It's always on TV. Let me tell you something interesting, Jason, that happened. I was watching the college football playoffs. And it was very unusual. The sideline was sponsored by Powerade. Mm -hmm. So they got this big vat of Powerade. They're sneaking up on the coach. Here's what the broadcast team said. Here comes the Gatorade bath. <laughs> yep. Right. Gatorade has 80% market share of a $30 billion sports drink market because they connect themselves to sports culture. It's not about coupons. It's not about, you know, end of aisle displays. It's about becoming relevant in sports culture. Now, mm -hmm. I'll also say they charge twice as much on the store shelf as Powerade. <laughs> Powerade is a distant, 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 distant second. Yeah. So they've got to fight every day. They've got to do coupons and they've got to do branded content and SEO and all this stuff, right? Now, does the Gatorade bath, does that sell more Gatorade? The answer is yes. Mm -hmm. Because that's brand marketing. Can we measure it? No. We've got to look at other things, right? The money will come. But, and so in this book, I kind of like say to, to really succeed and, and you, you're creating collaboration, co-creation, you're creating brand advocacy, you're building loyalty. Those things are hard to measure. And here's our choice. And this is the choice that Gatorade made. You can keep up with the pulse of culture or you can measure. Mm. Probably can't do both. And so what I would say for marketers, CMOs, trying to like get over this hurdle, take 10% of your budget and experiment. Take 15% of your budget and try new things that might be more difficult to measure. You know, the biggest community, it might be the biggest brand community in the world is Sephora. Sephora, they've got brick and mortar stores everywhere, you know, cosmetics and skincare. Mm -hmm. 80% of their revenue comes through their community. Wow. Here is their number one metric, engagement. Now, you and I have been around long enough. We're past engagement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right? In the early days, you and I were out there saying, oh, yeah, engagement. They said, eh, you know. We can do better than that with yeah, social yeah. media, right? But with community, engagement is like, are we relevant? Are we connecting? Are people excited? Are we doing something in this community that will, that will spur people to share it outside the community? Now, you've got brand advocacy. That's more powerful. That's, that's influence, right? Mm -hmm. you, you've, got, you've got organic consumer advocacy that is more powerful than any ad 
you will ever take out. So you've got to just look at it through a different lens. And yes, it can be disorienting, but you know, when, when increasingly our traditional marketing and advertising, we're living in a streaming economy, nobody even sees your ads anymore. Mm-hmm. We've got to start looking at new, at new ideas. And I think this is one we should begin experimenting with. Don't disagree with you at all. Of course. Um, I want to bring up something you mentioned a little bit earlier with the metaverse and NFTs and and all this web 3.0 stuff. And you even, you know, alluded to earlier that, you know, none of us really know what any of that means, which is true in my case for sure. Um, but you say in the book that web 3.0 components like the metaverse and in NFTs change the game for community strategy. I need some help on this one because I still see NFTs as non-essential baseball card-like collectibles that, you know, sure, some people are going to see value in, but most people won't. And the metaverse to me is still a distraction for people who dig video games or cool tech, but the adoption gap makes it hard for marketing campaigns to build marketing campaigns around unless your audience is gamers or tech heads. Why are you bullish on these as they connect to community? Yeah, I think it's funny. You describe NFTs as non-essential baseball cards versus essential baseball cards. (laughs) (laughs) A man after my own heart. Yeah. Um, Okay. There's two. There's there's two big ideas as I talk about the future of community toward the end of the book. Here's number one. So, Web three NFTs metaverse are being adopted aggressively by Gen Z. And Gen Z, they're not babies. We just had our first Gen Z elected to Congress. They're buying stuff. Mm -hmm. In the next five years, they're going to be leading stuff. So number one is that they are meeting in new places like Discord, like Twitch, like the metaverse, they're piling in. I saw a statistic yesterday, Jason, 38% of Gen Z said they have, they participate in a meaningful community on Discord. Guess what? When you go to Sprinkler or Sprout or your social listening platform, you're not getting Discord. Mm -mm. You're not getting the metaverse. So they are blockading themselves in digital campfires. They don't want to be found. So month by month by month, social listening platforms are becoming obsolete. So you need to get ahead of the curve and start thinking about you know, what's going to replace this. And I don't certainly have the answers, but all I'm saying is in this book, I'm putting out a new roadmap saying here are new roads. Customers are going down. How are you going to adjust? So number one, these, these younger consumers are blockading themselves in, in these secret places they don't want to be found. Number, t- number two, we're going to be challenged, not just detecting them, and seeing what they're doing, but how do we show up? So, you know, there's examples in the book of, uh, of like Vans, the sportswear, you know, apparel brand, mm-hmm. how they're creating activations in the metaverse. They're creating activations as sp- you know, associated with different sporting events and with different personalities and influencers. So look, these are still early days, but it's coming because Gen Z is moving fast as a major force in our economy. And this is their place. So we've got to understand it. I mean, there's a case study in the book. One of the fastest communities 
that's ever been built. It's completely built on NFTs. You own an NFT, you get access to this community. An NFT is like a contract. It makes you feel special. And if you belong to this community, they keep adding things to the contract that make you more special. They're awarding status to you by giving you special NFTs that, that you know, give you status in a, in a community. Status, that's an important um, part of this whole mental health issue. People feel acknowledged. Yeah. They feel heard. They feel seen. So you know, creating an NFT-based community can help uh, address that. Nice. So we spend a lot of time at Scipio, obviously, talking about building out applications to help brands tap into the power of community and community commerce marketing. We believe real strongly, obviously, in community as a strategy. You talk in the book uh, about the powerful benefits that a community strategy can bring to a brand. You've touched on many of them here, but you also you also touch on ones that are often overlooked. Let's say I'm a brand CEO and you're trying to illustrate what my business can get out of a community focused strategy that aren't the obvious things. What are some of those hidden benefits that brands may not see? Let me answer that by talking about a personal example. So I have a community that's dedicated to learning about the future of marketing. So, you know, I have a business, I have a brand and I thought, well, because people like me and they want to be part of this community, they must be interested in what I'm interested in. So I'll set up these chat rooms about personal branding, writing books, giving speeches. Here's what happened. People came in this community and after a year or so, those are the emptiest rooms in the community (laughs) because the community said, nope, we're going this way. We need to learn about artificial intelligence. We need to learn about metaverse. Let's create experiments in the metaverse. Let's learn how to give presentations in the metaverse. Let's learn about NFTs. Let's create a podcast together. Jason, every blog post I write, every speech I give has an idea that came out of that community first. It has become my university. Now, think about scaling that to a brand. You've got ideas from passionate people all over the world, pushing you, pulling you, inspiring you in new ways. Is that going to make you more relevant? Is that going to make you, is that going to provide new ideas for new products, new services? Little, little example. Lego just came out with a whole new product line that is meant to compete with jigsaw puzzles. They say, all right, over the holidays and American tradition, you get out the jigsaw puzzle and the whole family and they'll come back and they'll leave it out. Why couldn't we do that with Lego? They've created Lego creations that are like baskets of flowers, baskets of succulents, right? So it's more adult. And this whole product line came from the community. (laughs) They're sharing the profits with the community, right? Now, it's just mind-blowing. It's Mm -hmm. just, it's, there's nothing like it to just be constantly barraged with new ideas and challenges from from people who love you and want to support you and want you to do better. And I I mean, that's one of the things that that I didn't really expect, that it's an unexpected uh, benefit uh, for me, my company and my brand. And I mean, it's just like, 
I don't even really make anything. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a company that really makes shit, am I allowed to say shit? Just yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, <laughs> if you're a company that really makes stuff, I mean, I can't, I don't know how you're going to be relevant without a, a community. And here's something that's inspiring. 85% of, of tech startups, like the Gen Z people, they're starting these new companies. 85% are leading with community as their marketing strategy. Because yeah. they want that support. They want the beta testers. They want the feedback. They want the new ideas. Mm -hmm. They want people that are going to say, yes, I'm part of this. I'm going to present this to the world. So, yeah, it's it, it, they're just incredibly exciting opportunities. Good stuff. Always good stuff from Mark Schaefer. Mark, where can people find uh, the new book and you on the interwebs? You can find everything about me at businessesgrow.com. And you can find my book. You can find my podcast, my blog, and all my social connections. And uh, yeah, so no one can remember how to spell Schaefer, but businesses grow. And that's pretty easy to remember. Well, we're going to make sure we drop all those links into the uh, comment section here on the live feed on YouTube uh, and LinkedIn. So you can always find it. Uh, here's here's the book again. I'll I'll cover my own face with this belonging to the brand. Uh, why marketing or why community is the last great marketing strategy. Mark Schaefer, ladies and gentlemen, always a pleasure to have you uh, here to chat with, sir. Appreciate your wisdom and your leadership. Thank you so much for spending some time with us. Thank you, Jason. All right. Mark Schaefer, ladies and gentlemen, how about that? Great to have him on the show. Always good. Go buy this book. This Mark, Mark has, has long been one of the leading edge thinkers in the space and belonging to the brand really lays a healthy foundation for you to build upon. So uh, great stuff there. Uh, we, again, we'll drop the links to Mark's uh, website, uh, the Amazon page for the book, uh, LinkedIn, and the Marketing Companion podcast, which you should subscribe to, by the way, as well, that he has run for many, many years. Uh, we'll drop all those links in the uh, comment section on YouTube and LinkedIn, so check that out. A quick note for everyone listening, we will be hosting a free webinar uh, on Friday called Unlocking the Power of Community Influence to Grow Your Brand. It's a look at our concept of influence marketing through your own brand community. That webinar will be live at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. And just like this podcast, we've tried to create it. So it'll take about 20 to 30 minutes tops, including Q&A time, making efficient use of your workday. Register for free at bit.ly slash community influence. That's B-I-T dot L-Y slash community influence. Do join us. We'll show you a little bit of our community influence marketing platform there too. You'll get some new ideas on how to approach influence marketing a bit more efficiently and effectively than you've likely thought before. Thank you so much for joining us for The Rise, the community commerce marketing show where we document the rise of this exciting new category of marketing strategy, automation, and software that is community commerce marketing. We know you want to bring community commerce, mar co community commerce marketing strategies to your business. Just visit us at Scipio.ai and hit the demo button in the upper right corner. Rise AI. Be sure to follow us on LinkedIn or YouTube so you never miss the broadcast. You can also subscribe to the show's audio on demand. Just search for The Rise, the community commerce marketing show, wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for being part of our community. We'll see you soon on another episode of The Rise, the community commerce marketing show. 
You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.